of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome back in the morning, you up, it's Thursday. We're here. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to bring on the guests. Is it like Big Shot Keith? Is that what we're going to call him? How are we doing this? Does he have a nickname? Hey, hey, I'm just calling the runner, man, because the guy never gets tired on the Never gets tired? Never All gets right. tired. The All runner. Right. Let's bring on another Husker, a part of the Husker basketball and the Husker family. Keith Moody. Keith, how you doing, my friend? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're good, man. I've been sitting here hanging out with T because he's in studio with us. Um, you, should see how he's, you should see how he's dressed, by the way. He looks like he lives in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> and he still, he still ain't got enough clothes on. What up, I know. It's about to snow. <laughs> I know. What's up, cousin? Hey, man. How you doing, T? All right. All right. Um, well, we got Keith Moody. We got uh, the Mac. Uh, by the way, we call him the Mac, Henry T. Buchanan, because that's his song when we have him on Thursdays. Uh, let's kick this off, man. Let's have a little fun. Uh, let's talk about the relationship. We always do this. T has been so gracious, and you guys uh, coming back. And uh, For us, it's been nice to have former players back to get you guys' voice back out uh, as part of uh, what we call it. It's a, it's a Husker family. It's a brotherhood that you guys have created uh, through, through the years with this. So, T, kick it off. Tell us the relationship, how this started. I know you got a story to tell, all this stuff about maybe a, a scrap or something that went down. Might have not been down. So go ahead, tell us how you guys. You went. know, it's funny you say scrap, but uh, you know when when that's when, what it was, wasn't it? When Keith back uh, in the day, you scrap. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, Keith and I, man, we had some wars on the basketball court. Um, you know, when he came in a few years after I uh, was done playing, and of course, you know, I always went back and played with the uh, current players, and you know, Reathers at the Devaney pick up ball and you know tournaments you know after you know after we're all done and leagues and things of that sort so Keith and I used to really go at it you know we play the same position and uh and Keith's a little physical so you know and I've always been small and uh so we used to, we used to have words and things of that sort and uh and I even had a little brother here we used to go at it with Keith and Omaha and the Eidemann League and and I mean, almost the fisticuffs. And um, the funny story is, you know, the last time we played against it was my brother and I, Tyrone, and we played against Keith, and we about get in a, we almost get in a fight. And uh, and then shortly after that, uh, I ended up in Peoria, Illinois, uh, and it was kind of a family get together, kind of a reunion, things of this sort. So I go over to one of my cousin's house, and uh, and Keith shows up. <laughs> and and I'm like I'm like what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> he said this is my family. I said hell, this is my family. You know, so we you know, so, no way. Yeah, yeah. So you were family the whole time. Yeah, we were oh. family the whole time, and uh, and it was funny. We had two cousins that uh, they took full advantage of Keith and I. We 
Keith and I probably probably killed a, uh, a case of Bud Light and played some two or two in the backyard, and uh, <laughs> and they and they took full advantage of us and uh, beat us out. It was that Brandon and Gary. And uh, Keith and I couldn't even see, couldn't even see the basket, man. But it was a great time, though. But that, yeah, that's how we, you know, really connected, playing against each other. And then next thing you know, we find out we're family. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, Keith. Is that how you remember it? And and uh, how has this relationship continued with you guys? I know that you guys. I think T is like a lot older than you. <laughs> but how did this continue with you guys? <laughs> I have to. I'll be quiet about that. One. Yeah, that is, that, that's that's exactly how I remember. I mean, me being new to the Husker program and uh, working out with the current players, and then some of the older guys that will come back and work us out. And like T said, I mean, we had some wars. Like it seemed like every time we stepped on the court, we almost came to fifth every single time. And then I felt like I was going up against him and his younger brother as well. So. You know, but it really was a lot of respect. I mean, I had a lot of respect for T, the way he played, and his brother was such a great athlete. So, you know, it's just egos going at it and um, trying to get the best of uh, each other each and every single time we played. And then when we went back to Peoria and found out we were related, we were like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. So then our relationship really changed. And once we knew we were family, our respect level even went up more and more. So whenever we played against each other, we we, we were physical, but we really didn't come close to fighting. We had a much more respect level for each other, and then we just remained tight ever since. So whenever he comes to town, we'd be sure to get together, go catch a Husker game, play some golf, and just try and spend some time together. That's awesome. Well, Keith, let's go down your path because it's unique as well because we know you played a couple years at Nebraska uh, but you got here via. Uh, you spent. You were a football player. You spent some time yeah. at Virginia. You spent what a year at Virginia Tech. Talk about that. Yeah. And how tough the decision yeah. was because, uh, from what I understand and read, like it was a decision of playing D one basketball, D one football. Talk about right. that. Yeah, it was. It was tough. I mean, um, playing high school football and basketball. You know, I was able. I was real successful in both. I was successful individually and my team, and so. It was tough trying to decide which sport to play. And so I chose to go to a football route. And I was a quarterback down in Virginia Tech. And unfortunately, I didn't spend enough time on my grade. <laughs> so every day after football practice, I would be playing basketball every single day, and I began to miss basketball. And so unfortunately, I had to come home for a year, went to a community college, worked on my grade, changed my body style, and really – Again, working out. My father took me to some different schools to, to uh, try out, and I landed at Hagerstown Community College in Maryland. And, uh, you know, I was ineligible the first semester because Virginia Tech was on a, uh, they were on a quarter system and not a semester system, so I didn't have enough credits transferring in. So all I could do basically was go to school and practice, and that was it. And I, you know, when we had some scrimmages, I got in on the scrimmages, but that whole first semester was rough because sitting there on the bench and watching the guys was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And so, you know, I just waited for my time. And once I became eligible, the first game I started and never looked back. And so our team did really, really well. We beat the number one team in the nation, which was College of Southern Idaho. That really put us on the map. And schools in the Midwest began looking at me. And 
Nebraska was one of them. And when I came out on my visit, I loved everything about it. So, uh, you know, I never looked back. We had, you know, a lot of success. And here I am today, still in, still in Nebraska. So, <laughs> so, Keith, as I do my research and I found uh, just some interesting stuff, you were a football player. Uh, you know, you, all that great story. And I, I love these stories of, 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 of struggle and getting back to where you want to get to. Uh, but you bulked up a lot, and um, is my understanding that the way you kind of slimmed down is you secretly took a class until Coach caught you <laughs> and saw you slimming down. It was just you and the ladies. You are good with your research. <laughs> yes. I was doing aerobics for trying to lose that bulk. And one day, you're in the auditorium, and uh, my head coach was walking by, and I, he looked and saw me, and I think he almost fainted. <laughs> he saw me in there working out, doing aerobics with all these female teachers. And he stopped me. He said, what are you doing? I said, Coach, I'm trying to get this football weight off. It, it helped. It really helped. But, yeah, that was uh, an experience I will never forget with his expression on his face. He looked like he saw a ghost. The question is, did it also help with the ladies? Hey, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's, okay. always mot- there's always motives for men. Sure. <laughs> they're all, they're all, all the instructors were much older than me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking to Keith Moody. Keith, I wanted to bring up this tweet I found uh, a few weeks ago. Somebody was asking uh, fans, you know, if they were to choose former Huskers to compete in that uh, the basketball tournament, it's that big tournament that goes on during the summer, like who, yeah. who would they choose? And this is what some dude uh, said. These are the these are the few guys he 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 wanted to see on a team. He said Bo Reed, Mikey Moore, Deron Boone, Carl Hayes, Henry T. Buchanan, and then he also put Keith Moody, Keith Moody. on there. What do you think of those picks? Man, Keith, you can't you can't go wrong with any of those picks. I mean, all of those guys have had a great Huster career. They're very successful. We all played hard. You know, that's a big thing. Playing in the Big Eight is you had to be tough to play in the Big Eight back in the day because it was so physical. And I, I think all those guys were very successful. And I sure wish they had that tournament back then because I would love mm. to go to war with those guys against anybody in the country. So that that would have been a blast to do. Hey, Keith, we're also – do you have the audio by chance before we go here? So, Keith, I want to play some – obviously, Nebraska basketball, current – uh, looking back, you know, a few coaches, Tim Miles, now we got Fred Hoiberg. It hasn't been the pleasant of times, honestly. Uh, right. But I feel like this year uh, we're seeing a team that we're going to be proud of. Uh, might not. Yeah. I mean, they're fighting hard. Uh, but was this Jeff Goodman, right? It was Jeff Goodman. He was on the podcast. It wasn't Goodman him who said, said this. It's, it was the guy from Wake Forest. Uh, Randolph Childress. Yes. Randolph, Randolph Childress. I, because, I want, because I know the team you played on. And then the ninety ninety one team. This is the intro to that because this is what Randolph. I can't stand Randolph Childress because I'm a Tar Heel fan, <laughs> but whatever. Because uh, he played with Tim Duncan, and I couldn't stand Tim Duncan at the time either. But this is what Randolph Childress said about Nebraska. Nebraska has never been good at basketball, right? That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish we I wish we could have played him. We, yeah. we, we, shocked, we shocked a lot of players. I think a lot of teams I think really really underestimated us. And you know my senior year, I mean we you know we went from my junior year of ten and eighteen to a complete turnaround. I'm going twenty six and eight my senior year. And I think you know you when you play in Oklahoma a couple times a year and you're playing Kansas and Kansas State. Um, Iowa State. I mean, every game 
was a war. And so I think, you know, we didn't finish off the, the way we should have, but I think we really put help to increase Nebraska's exposure from what T and the guys already established. And I think by the time we were done, I think, I think we really struck a lot of fear in teams that in the past probably wouldn't even given us a thought. So I would have loved to play against those guys on their Wake Forest. That would have been a great experience. And, and Keith, take us back, man, because T kind of filled us in. You know, I'm 23, okay, so I haven't seen – too much good Nebraska basketball, but you know, from the, the mid '80s to the late '90s, it sounds like that was the best stretch the program has ever had. And you were a big part in that Big A tournament, taking down Oklahoma with that shot to send it to overtime. Talk a little bit about that shot. What do you remember? Man, I mean, that game was probably the funnest game I've ever had in my basketball career. I mean, just opening up against OU, and you know, OU always had great athletes. They really hit the junior college level every year. So they always had incredible athletes. And, you know, we got down early. We got got the foul trouble early. And, you know, we were down, I think, double digits at halftime. And it wasn't looking good at all. Um, and Coach Nee got a tee in the second half that really fired us up. And we, and we just said, hey, we cannot go out like this after the season that we, we had. And so – we started getting closer and closer. Um, you know, we played great defense. Got closer and closer. And um, once Terry Evans, a point guard who was shooting, I think, 90% on the season from the foul line, once he missed that one-on-one and we got the rebound and they got it in my hand, I was obviously looking for Pye Kowski or Cresswell, our two best <laughs> three-point shooters. But they both were bottled up. And so I got as far as I could to the top of the key and I let it fly and – once it hit, I, then I knew there was no way that they were going to be able to overcome that. And we just, I think we ended up beating them by nine or 10 in overtime. I mean, we just had all the momentum. And so that was probably one of the best basketball games, I say, for myself and my team. Probably one of the better games in the basketball history. And, and then you took down Kansas the next day. Yes, yeah. We had to come back, turn around the next afternoon and, and beat Kansas. And then we kind of ran out of steam. Uh, against Missouri, and then of course we know what happened. We let it, we fell apart against Xavier in the first round of the tournament. But yeah, the, the big the Big A tournament was always a fun time, and I think we really shocked a lot of people by beating Oklahoma and Kansas in back to back days. What was it like in that game when you uh, were going by Billy Tubbs? <laughs> All I could do was smile <laughs> and talk trash, because Oklahoma was known. We're talking a lot of trash every single game, whether they were winning or losing. So just, you know, I respected Billy Tubbs because he's had such a great career. But I really got into the, some of the players on their team because we ended up getting the last laugh. So that was an absolutely great feeling. We're talking to Keith Moody. T, do you got anything you want to ask uh, Keith real quick? Well, uh, well, first of all, Keith, are, are you going to make it to the game Saturday? Yeah, I'm hoping to. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on making some – Last-minute plans, but, yeah, I'm going to try and make it down and support our Huskers. I know they had a tough one last night, and it's never never easy playing up in Indiana, but, you know, they fought hard and just came up short. So, yeah, I'm going to try and come down and support our Huskers on Saturday. Yeah, because I'm working with a couple of former Huskers like Kedrick Ford and and Jerry Shoecraft and trying to get a few of us down to support the team. And uh, uh, it was going to be rocking. And, um, it will uh, be. Oh, yeah. And, and don't forget, I'm here to Tuesday, so let's try to connect regardless if you make it here or not. And yeah. let's try to get together and uh, 
and uh, I think I think I owe you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will definitely plan on getting together with you uh, while you're heading down. Oh, absolutely, Keith. It's interesting to hear that you you live in Omaha uh, because you know we just got done taking down Creighton, whooping no, yeah. that tail. Yeah, number one, what does that win do for a team like this in in a season like this? But also, uh, tell me, you were talking some crap around Omaha for us. <laughs> well, that was a huge win because you know Creighton is a great team, and the rankings show they just came off playing against I think Arizona and Texas, so. We called them at the right time. Unfortunately, I didn't see that game because I was coming back in town from a company Christmas party on the East Coast. But I was keeping track of the scores. And so anytime you can beat your interstate rival, that means the world to you. You know, you could probably lose every game of the year, but beat them, and it's satisfying. So for them to go out and play like they did, to beat Creighton on the road was a great, great win. And so... You know, when I got back in town, I was I, it was awfully quiet in Omaha. I <laughs> crickets. <laughs> I was, all, I, all I heard was crickets everywhere, and that, and that was it. <laughs> well, Keith, so, uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, so I'm, I'm going to enjoy that game all season long, let my Creighton buddies know about it every single time I talk to them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keith, we know you played for the great Danny Knee. Uh, T has had some fun, good stories about Coach Knee. Um, one, do you have one of Coach Nee that that is maybe good for the radio? And and also, <laughs> one that's the first question. But also, what's it like? Because you had Danny Nee. Obviously, he was a tough coach, right? You knew he would yeah. live and die for you, uh, for you guys, because it was all about love. And that's how I see when I talk to T or uh, former players like yourself, you feel like that's. I mean, it's a brotherhood that you guys yeah. created at the university. But I think it also starts at the head. You have a coach that loves right. you, a tough love for a lot of you, yeah. which we haven't seen in Nebraska, but I feel like it's here right now in this year with this basketball team. Yeah. Um, I would say he's probably the toughest coach I've ever played for. I mean, he demanded so much of you in practice and in the games, and you did not want to get on his bad side because he would just give you this look that would make you go curl up in a corner and <laughs> you didn't want to face him. Um but, yeah, he demanded the best out of you, and, and I think him along with our coaching staff got the best out of all of us. I mean, you know, we wanted to work so hard in our senior year. We wanted to go out and have a great year. So, you know, you respected Coach. He was a great recruiter. And if you weren't giving it your all in practice or in the games, you're going to be on the bench sitting right next to him watching the whole time. And we definitely – we all experienced that, and we try to make sure we didn't get in that situation too often. So when you look, like, so compared to that right now, wh- what do you see out of this current roster? Because obviously we've been through some tough, some tough times, and I think Fred's going to get the job done. And what you've seen from him this year is him, his ability, I think he's doing a, a great coaching job. One, he changed staff. He had to do it, didn't probably want to do it, but he did it. Um, right. And also he's changed his style. So what do you see out of this thing that you haven't seen in previous teams you know i mean i they are getting better talent it seems like each each and every year they're getting top talent they're getting a lot of good guard play and a lot of good wing play and I, I i think the one thing that's been consistently absent is a true big man down low that can control the paint i think that's the one thing that's hurt them as you compare them to the successful 
uh, Big Ten teams. It seems like everybody else has a true big man. Everybody else is getting seven-footers, but we struggle to get somebody of that size. But these guys are athletic, playing great defense, they're working the ball around on offense, they're hitting shots from the outside, and I think their athleticism is the key to their success. So I agree. I think Hoyberg's doing a great job letting these guys play, and I just hope they can continue it throughout the season and then also into the Big Ten tournament, and then we'll see what happens if they can make the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, Keith, going back to last night you know, uh, at Indiana, what, how how big of a deal is it that we didn't have Sam Greasel, you know, our floor general? What happens to the team uh, when you don't have a guy like that? It's tough because you have to make adjustments. And I think it, it, they didn't find out until maybe an hour before tip-off that he was not going to be playing. So you have to make a late last-minute adjustment like that that's really going to affect your team. And I think it showed, even though they still played hard, they were in the ball game the whole time, but they were missing that floor general. And so... You know, it's it's hard to adjust with such short notice on the road anywhere in the Big Ten. But again, I give them credit. They didn't they didn't falter. They made it relatively close in the second half, and hopefully, they can use this as a learning adjustment um, for their next opponent or whenever they go on the road. Man, this is awesome. It's awesome. It's always fun to have uh, you guys back. Well, and Keith, if you make it to the game, I will be there. I'd love to hook up and, and meet you because I know I'll see T and I know Will will be down there. So it'd be a, it'd be a pleasure, man, if, if we meet up. Sure. That, that would be a lot of fun. I look forward to that. Awesome. Hey, man, we appreciate your time. Uh, I mean, it's, like, it's always a pleasure. Always welcome on our show. And, uh, man, take care of yourself. Stay blessed. And, man, we'll catch up soon. And, and, hey, Thank cause, you, guys. I appreciate it, man. I'll give you a call. great day. Uh, hey, cuz, I'll give you a call. Okay, man. Talk to you soon. There you go, man. Awesome. Great stuff there with uh, Keith Moody, man. If you missed any part of that, uh, be be sure after the show to go on ESPNLincoln.com. Check out that podcast. You know what I love about this stuff is, one, the different paths that everybody, not everybody, but like a lot of players at Nebraska during that time, like you talk about T's path from Indiana to maybe almost going to Kansas to the JUCO to Nebraska. You hear this story of, a football player, it's a really good athlete, athletic, good football player, good basketball player who went to go play football but shot hoops when he wasn't doing it and found his way back to the love of the game for basketball and ended up in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's incredible. And the fact that they've uh, won. The family thing is amazing. You find out your family. But the brotherhood continues. Oh, absolutely. And, and like I've always told you, uh, Bill, is you know we try to stay in contact with each other you know, throughout the years and uh, you know mainly me <laughs> of course you know I pretty much have everybody's contact information and and reach out to folks and uh, former players and say hey get involved with this program coach Hoiberg and the players need you you know they it's, do. No, it's nothing better than being able to look back in the stands and see former players supporting you it's nothing oh, yeah. like that it's, well, it's and, not a better feeling words of encouragement yes. uh, being present I know a lot of you can't be present because you're in different states, stuff like that. But yeah. there's a lot of players that live around town. Yes, it, between here and Omaha. Omaha can Lincoln make their Omaha. way down there. And because um, it's tough at times to be positive, but it's always from a f- family. You should always have those words of encouragement. And Coach Hoyberg would welcome us with open arms. I mm-hmm. mean, he wants players back, former players back, and he loves it. And uh, and I love the relationship I have with Coach Hoyberg right now and uh, being able to reach out to him and talk to him and show up to practice and 
and even give my opinion, you know, and it may not, it may be different than his, but it's, I still give yeah. it, you know, and, well, uh, and it's if okay. He needs, if he needs a doctor, we can get a doctor down there to get Sam healthy. Oh man. Okay. Cause we're, we're going to need, need him on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Well, you, you, you can tell me you're going to need him the rest of the way out. Not just Saturday. <laughs> Tall task on Saturday. So, all right. That was good stuff. Fast moving the first hour. Uh, we'll be on a little extended break. We apologize. We want to make sure we, uh, took care of Keith there, man. It was great stuff. So when we come back, Time to cash some tickets. Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com.